Happening in your world tonight. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. Good afternoon, I'm George Kurtz, and this is your fantasy news update. In the NFL, late last night or early this morning, depending on where you live, Russell Wilson signs a four-year, $140 million extension with the Seattle Seahawks. He will remain their starting quarterback. The NHL schedule tonight resumes with a bunch of game fours. Tampa Bay Lightning, Columbus Blue Jackets. Lightning, probably the biggest shock so far of uh, the NHL playoffs. The team had the most wins during the regular season, but they are down three games to low to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just been straight into the club. Lightning minus 145 tonight, Columbus plus 120. Lightning will not have top defenseman Victor Hedman as he is out. New York Islands and Penguins, another shock. Islanders are 3-0 on the highly talented Pittsburgh Penguins. Islanders plus 130, Pittsburgh minus 155. Islanders and Jackets have a chance to close out their series tonight. Winnipeg Jets and St. Louis Blues, the 9:30 game at St. Louis. St. Louis leads the series two games to one. Jets are plus 130, Blues minus 155. Sharks and Knights, Sharks plus 135, Knights minus 165. Sharks won the first game. Knights then took the next two. They lead the series two games to one. In the NBA, we have three games tonight. All playoffs, all game twos. Orlando Magic take on the Toronto Raptors at 8 o'clock. Magic plus 490. Raptors minus 680. Spurs and Nuggets at 9 p.m. Eastern. All times are Eastern. Spurs plus 240. Nuggets minus 300. Oklahoma City Thunder plus 100 at the Portland Trailblazers minus 120 in this game. Major League Baseball, there were no games this afternoon, but we have a full slate, and I do mean a full slate tonight of games, highlighted by the Yankees and the Red Sox renewing their rivalry in Major League Baseball. The Yankees will face off against Chris Sale. They will throw uh, James Paxton against this. A couple little notes in this game. The Yankees placed Greg Bird on the IL with plantar fasciitis. He's not expected to play for at least three to four weeks and maybe longer than that with Bird's injury history. For the Red Sox, Ben Attendee will not play tonight. If you didn't see it, Ben Attendee fouled the ball off his foot uh, over the weekend, uh, stayed in the game, hit a double, but then had to come out of the game, didn't play yesterday as well. Ben Attendee is day-to-day. This could also have something to do with the fact that the Yankees are throwing a left-hander tonight in Paxton. Jackie Bradley Jr. will be a play tonight. One thing about Paxton, he had to go see a sports, or he felt the need to see a sports psychologist to overcome some anxiety by pitching for the Yankees here. Carlos Beltran, who works for the Yankees, also believes that Paxton was tipping his pitches and that both problems have been eliminated. We shall see. Mets and Phillies, Steven Matz against Nick Pavetta tonight. Uh, Matt, Mets are minus 105. Phillies minus 115. No Rice Hoskins tonight. Has a sore ankle. No word yet on the severity of the injury, but he is out. Giants and Nationals. Derek Rodriguez against Steven Strasburg. Giants plus 170. Washington minus 210. Cubs and Marlins, Quintana versus pa- Lopez, Chicago minus 145, Miami plus 120, Diamondbacks and Braves, Rob Ray versus Max Fried, Arizona plus 125, Atlanta minus 150, St. Louis against Milwaukee, Flaherty versus Woodruff, uh, Flaherty plus 100, Woodruff minus 120. In this game, Tyler O'Neill was placed on a 10-day IL for the Cardinals. He will uh, obviously be out for the next little time here. Tyler O'Neill, once considered a top prospect for St. Louis, we're sort of still waiting for him to emerge. Colorado and San Diego, Greg versus Marjavicious. Colorado minus 110, San Diego minus 110, a game that's considered even by Vegas. Cincinnati versus the L.A. Dodgers, Mali versus Maeda. Cincinnati plus 155, Dodgers minus 185. Over in the American League, Baltimore versus Tampa, Bundy versus Glasnow. Baltimore plus 200, Glasnow and uh, Tampa Bay minus 250. Blake Snell was placed on the I.L. before this game with a broken toe. Apparently it's the fourth digit uh, on his uh, foot. 
uh, only supposed to miss one start, so this is not a huge injury, but he's out for 10 days. Toronto versus Minnesota, Sanchez versus Gibson. Toronto plus 125 minutes. Uh, Gibson and Minnesota minus 150. No Nelson Cruz tonight. He's out of the lineup probably just a day of rest. Angels versus the Rangers. Barrier versus Minor. Angels minus 105. Rangers minus 115. Kansas City at the Chicago White Sox. Lopez versus Lopez. So pick your Lopez here. Kansas City minus 110. Chicago minus 110. Houston at the Oakland Athletics. McHugh minus 165. Athletics and Estrada plus 135. Cleveland and Seattle. Cleveland minus 120. Seattle Plus 100, that's Beaver versus Sleek. Blown in the league game. Pittsburgh got Detroit. Musgrove, Detroit. Musgrove, Pittsburgh. Detroit, so minus 110. Also in the news tonight in baseball, Alfaro. Super I'm George Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Uh Cam Stewart uh, should be joining us uh, hopefully uh, in the third hour of the program as uh, Cam's, uh, uh, Cam's taking care of some personal business. Uh, right now, George Kurtz was already going to join us uh, today, so um, he's already ready to go. Uh, Kurtz, we just can't get rid of you. Um, you know, last week uh, you stepped up and in, and as you stated uh, last week, you told me that's what you do here. You're like a you're like the bench player that you know, but you find yourself in the lineup on a daily basis. A lot of injuries at this network. Yeah, I'm the utility guy, right? I, I come with, I come into the stadium. I looked on the board. Oh, my name's in the lineup today. Look at that. Uh, yeah, Cam contacted me about a half hour ago. I had a family emergency, so he's taking care of business. But he does believe he'll be back around five forty-five, six o'clock. So those waiting for Cam, level three. That's when you expect to get him. Yeah, you know what, uh, George? Uh, the city of Toronto actually has the uh, the worst traffic and the worst commute in North America. And I can attest to this. I've lived in Toronto. I've lived in Los Angeles and now New York. And Toronto is actually worse somehow. You know, it, it really is. Like, it's, it, it, takes like, it takes like an hour to get anywhere. It really is a city where you're better off walking. And uh, we all know Cam's not walking anywhere. So... <laughs> <laughs> we're at the mercy we're at the mercy of uh, of of traffic but uh, we wish cam we wish cam uh, the best and uh yeah he is uh, he sent me a text as well and he he hopes to be back for about uh 5 45 uh, six o'clock uh, or so so george kurtz is with us big man on campus will join us in the uh in the six o'clock hour uh leonel messi has scored a couple of times uh, barcelona's up two uh, nil right now on Manchester United. Uh, we're talking about who the greatest soccer player of all time is, and I'm sure, George Kurtz, uh, you've got a lot to say about this, right? Greatest soccer uh, player of all time. Uh, you know, I used to do indoor soccer back in the day. Remember, you, you remember indoor soccer? Did they have that in Canada? I don't even know. But indoor soccer was big here. New York Arrows, Steve Jungle. So yeah. that would be my guess. How about, uh, what's the name? Pele. Well, go Pele. The New York Cosmos had an indoor team in the old days. Basically, the North they- American... The North American Soccer League, which now it's MLS, but in those days, 
It was the North American Soccer League, which still exists, but now it's the secondary league. But the NASL, that was the big league uh, in the 70s into the into the 80s. That was it. Yeah, that was it. NASL. Yeah, yeah. Fun. There was, yeah, there was a team. Um, um, there was a team in Montreal. There was the New York Cosmos. Uh, there was the uh, the Montreal Manic. Um, yeah, soccer. Soccer's always big. Uh, been big in Montreal. Like, so there's a team in the MLS uh, right now. I saw I saw uh, Pele when I was a kid. The Cosmos and Beckenbauer. A lot of great players in the NASL, uh, NASL uh, at the time. But yeah, this messy dude is just man over the top. Good, sick, absolutely sick. We have Barcelona in a parlay with the Toronto Raptors and the Denver Nuggets. So we're off and running. All right, let's do this. Colonel Kurtz in for Cam. And uh, his Islanders are in action tonight. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions, ready for HR Radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. George Kurtz uh, would normally be joining us at now. And during a commercial break, uh, Yang asked me, uh, who's the guest that's uh, coming on? And I swear, Yang, you've been doing this show for how long now? Like uh, over a year, I got to believe? Something like that, He's, almost close. Yeah, and we pretty much have the same guest on, like... Pretty much like the same time of the week every 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 week. Yeah, I never thought to like write all that stuff down now, but I'm keeping a keeping track, man, because uh, those like, questions should, are going to come less and less. Yeah, should it just sort of be interesting? Like, like George Kurtz has joined us every Tuesday for like like eight months or something like that in a row, like every Tuesday. Well, I'm keeping the calendar now. Like you should sort of know, yeah, Kurtz. It's it's Kurtz Tuesday. And another thing I don't understand as well, Yang, is. Our boy Danny. Danny's in the room right now. Danny's in the pit, right? Yep. All right. So Danny sends Danny sends me an email earlier today, and he asks who the guests are on the show. And I tell him, and I tell him what the show's about and who the guests are. So I'm just wondering why is it that I don't that, know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering why is it that I get these panicked emails from you like nearly every day, basically like two minutes before the show starts. Asking me who's on the show when there's somebody sitting in the room next to you that's already done, like, that's made graphics and, like, YouTube stuff for this. Like, do you guys not talk? Is there problems with you and Danny? Like, do you guys not, like, talk to each other in there? Me. He said I have cooties. You've got cooties. That's what he says. Wear a condom, gang. (laughs) Put a condom on. Like I don't like. Do you guys not talk to each other? No, like we do. You're, you're, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, but we are you talking about other things? Yeah, we're taking care of some other stuff. And um, yes, yeah, so when we got to it, I, I know I sent the email to you too. I didn't get a response, but maybe you responded to him, and uh, there was just uh, no communication there, buddy. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't respond because I can't send multiple emails. Maybe I'll include you in the other email. All right. There you go. 
yeah, I yeah, know but, he emailed you. I emailed you, and then I guess he emailed you. Yeah, I know. I know, but we've been doing this, like, every day type stuff. Like, you guys sit, like, you're sitting in chairs right next to each other. Like, has it ever occurred to you to ask him and say, hey, like, uh, who did you make graphics for? Like, he, you know, he asked who the guests are. Did it ever occur just to say, who's the guest today? We're working on it. Or, or secondly, kind of already know that it's George Kurtz. What do you think, Kurtz? It sounds like it's a little bit of left hand, right hand, right? Left hand doesn't, do, doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Uh, I guess it depends on how organized you are. I'm an annual person. I'd have this written down probably on a, a, a spreadsheet. Tuesday, it's George. Wednesday, it's Jim. You know, Thursday, it's this guy. And what time? <laughs> but that's just me. I like, I like to know what's going on. I'm not, I'm not, I don't try and remember everything. I think that's impossible here. But, uh, yeah, I, I think a uh, little left-hand, right-hand thing here. Yeah, yeah. There's a lack of communication. It's like uh, we can't turn double plays if the shortstop and the second baseman aren't on the same page. It's like trying to complete a pass to a receiver, right? You're not running the same routes. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, the thing is, like, we're sort of, you know, what we remind me of? Uh, <laughs> we remind me of, we're like, uh, we're like Wichita State. All right? So, which, Wichita State, the college basketball team, George. This team made it to the semifinal of the NIT, okay? <laughs> so, in other words, they played like 38 regular season games. They played like 36, 38 regular season games or whatever. Like, you know, you throw in their conference tournament games. Then you throw in the NIT tournament. They might have played like 40 games or something, 42 games. Yet somehow, the center and, a, and the point guard got into a fight over the basketball with about three minutes left in the game when they were leading. <laughs> they were leading by like seven points. They got into literally like nearly a fist fight on the court about miscommunication. And I'm thinking, it's game 42. <laughs> How can you... Like, at this point, if you're the center, you kind of know the point guard's a jerk and he's not going to pass it to you, right? But no, no, no. Like, it, they got to start. These kids got to start on the court. I swear to God, they didn't score another basket. They lost the game. They got eliminated from the NIT tournament. Ouch. Communication is key. That's true in all sports. What's, what team sport isn't communication key? And, right, and radio. I mean, that helps, too. Yeah, and, and radio. Radio and, is communication. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, no, we're not. We're not calling anybody out. We're just, uh, we're just. I just find it amusing that I get these emails every day, and I'm thinking he's sitting right next. to They're sitting right next to each other. Like, like you guys, like, uh, you know, like I said, I think there might be a problem between uh, between Danny and Yang. If they're not talking or something, like you know, we. we I think friction. we need. Yeah, I need to take him to Al's. Uh, I need to take him to Al's. We'll all get a grilled cheese with on Texas toast uh, with some oh. French fries, and uh, and uh, we'll sort out the communication issues. That <laughs> sounds back, really good. Did I, yeah, if I start fighting with somebody, can I go? Danny Den, a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, the, the grilled cheese Texas toast from uh, from Al's is a uh, prime, uh, George. It's oh, uh, it, really good. No, 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 very, very, very good. All right, uh, so, yeah, Russell Wilson is a very, very rich man. We can get into that a bit, but I asked a poll question earlier in the day, and uh, the responses are starting to come in. Um, we'll see what Yang says. I think Yang's keeping the money. I think Yang's going to be uh, keeping the money. So, Doc Rivers yesterday, 
<laughs> uh, Doc Rivers, head coach of the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Epic comeback. Biggest playoff comeback ever last night. 31 points. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. And it was Doc Rivers' day yesterday, George, because um, he was uh, walking around in downtown San Francisco yesterday, Doc Rivers, even though they play the games in Oakland. Um, you know, they, they stay in San Francisco. So he's walking around San Francisco. He takes his cell phone out uh, to make a call. And like all normal people, he had $2,000, uh, you know, in, in his pocket. And like most normal people, he didn't notice that he lost $2,000. So he dropped $2,000 on the street in San Francisco. And uh, somebody picked it up on the street and chased him down the sidewalk and gave it back to him. $2,000. And I was wondering, well, what did Doc Rivers do for the guy? Doc Rivers said, he said, I wanted to give the guy tickets to the game tonight, but he just said no problem and, and ran off all quickly. He walked off quickly, and I didn't get a chance to say, say, hey, I'm Doc Rivers. I'll give you you know tickets to the game. So I asked people on Twitter, and I asked people on the radio this morning and on TV, et cetera. I said on Twitter, Doc Rivers dropped 2K cash on the street in San Francisco yesterday. Person picked it up and gave it back to him. What would you do? Give it back or keep it? George, you're on the clock. Yeah, I actually answered this poll for you. I, I saw this. Uh, I'd like to know why he was carrying two grand, by the way. Just curious <laughs> why he had two grand on him. But as Pocket far as check. your question, I think, if listen, if, if no one saw it, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm taking it. If, if, if no one's around, it's just me, I'm, I'm taking it. If everybody saw it, they saw me pick it up, all right, then I'll return it. But, uh, you know, two grand is too great. I, I, don't think I'm, I don't think I'm turning that down. I like to think I'm a better guy than that. But two grand and you know you're not going to get caught. No one's around you. It's not illegal anyway. Not like you did anything wrong. You just, you That's know, the thing. It's not a crime. There. All right. You didn't right. do anything wrong. Finders keepers and all that. And no, if no one knew and it was at night, you know, something like that, or there's no one on the street, whatever, I have a hard time saying, oh, yeah, I would have returned that. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I would have. Now, what if you – what you know? Wouldn't it depend on kind of who it is? Like almost, like if it's a little old lady in the grocery store, you're gonna keep her two k. Why is a little old lady in the grocery store got two k? I like how you're I thinking about it. You're like, well, I'm not gonna say what does that have to do with it. Oh God, I mean, you bring up a good point, Gabe. And uh, no, but you look. It's number one. Doc Rivers could totally afford losing two thousand dollars. Yeah, but I wouldn't even know who that is. You wouldn't, okay, so... I might recognize him as somebody. You know, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to... Okay, so you know know who... I do know Doc Rivers. Okay, let's say a comparable guy. You know who Paul Maurice is. Sure. Head coach coach of the Winnipeg... Yeah, I uh, I know who it is. Winnipeg Jets, former head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. Or you know who Claude Claude Julien is. Former coach of the Bruins, head coach of the Canadians. So let's say it's a hockey coach that you know. You're outside MSG, the visiting team, like the Boston Bruins Still are playing. It. I don't care about those. Those guys got millions of dollars. Keeping it. Mine. Mine, 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 mine. Mine. Yeah, that's the thing. But Doc Rivers is a multi-billionaire. Yeah. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thank you, Yang. Our game time decisions continues. No, it's all good, Yang. There's um, uh, there's no one on base yet. It's all good. There's just like the catcher. You know, the catcher came out to talk to the pitcher and just say, listen, we got problems with the signs here. You know what I'm saying? We got problems. We got problems with the signs. You know, you, you know, no one. You know, there's no no one's out base. No one got pulled. It's all good. I was shaking them um, off. I was shaking them off. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, you weren't. Uh, yeah, you weren't. Uh, you weren't dialed in. You weren't dialed in to that. You know, we were on the wrong. You know, gotcha. different, different, different page. <laughs> uh, very similar to like the Boston Red Sox and the Yankees. Uh, both are right now. Who incidentally will be playing each other uh, tonight? But so we've got a lot of votes here. We're up to uh, three hundred and ninety-four. 394 are responses, and um, I like to see. I'm pretty. I'm pretty proud that a lot of at least there's like 47 percent of you that are honest and say you give it back. Are Kurt's, they being honest? Uh, are they being honest? 47 percent say give it back. 53 percent say they're keeping it. I would legitimately give it back under pretty much like 99.9 percent of the circumstance. I'm thinking about it. Like would I give it back if it was like if it was like Bill Belichick? It would be harder. Would you be yeah, wearing the it, hoodie? It would be harder, but I would do it. Um, like Robert Kraft, I would do it for selfish purposes, thinking that I would get something better in return out of it <laughs> somehow. But to be honest, I already have a. I've had a lot of. You know, I'm not going to say I have bad luck in life, but I've had bad luck, um, let's say, in, in gaming. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. Um, but, you know, I don't. I think that, like, the, the karma would get you in the end. You know what I mean? Like, like, I would rather, like, I've already done enough bad things in my life. Like, I think, like, you know, when I was younger, I definitely would have kept it. But now I'd like to think that I wouldn't. I'd do the right thing now. Like I said, I, there's no doubt that if people saw it, you know, and I just have to be there and got it, I, I'd give it back. I, I, I certainly wouldn't take it and run, not do anything like that. But man, if you're the only person, you know, the only person around, it's at night, whatever, just whatever. He's just the only person around. I don't know. I have a hard time thinking, you know, especially if it's in like a little money clip, we just pick it up and go, you know, not like it's spread all over the place. You got to take now, you got to take time to look uh, to gather it all up, and then you got to work anybody around again. That might be a little different, but it's just pick it up and go. You know, first of all, I'm thinking, what, you're an idiot. You're a fool that this happened. If I had two grand on me, I know damn well where that money is at all times. And I'm certainly not going to come out because I took my cell phone out. Why is my cell phone in the same pocket as that? Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of think you're an idiot. You, know, you deserve to lose the money. So, uh, well, how about this one? This one's this. even more extreme. This happened when I was in Vegas as well. 
Here it was, 2013. I remember I, I was I was living there at the time. A Las Vegas cabbie has no second thoughts when he found three hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand three hundred thousand in cash in a brown paper bag in the back seat of his taxi. I'm gone. Where's the nearest plane? I'm on a I'm on an island somewhere. No freaking way. It's in a brown paper bag? I mean, come on. And now they got somebody's name in it. Oh, this is John Smith's at 47th, blah, 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 in Las Vegas. Yeah, okay. You know, no, gone. I'll, I call, you know what? I give my brother a call. I read a couple of serial numbers to him, make sure it's not counterfeit. You know, anything like that? Brother works at a bank so he can check, and then that's, I'm gone. <laughs> well, the I'm thing gone. is, though, the thing is, if you're the taxi driver, you can't just disappear because they're going to know you have it. obvious. Yeah, so because the guy's going to say, oh, I, I left it in a taxi, or I might have left it in a taxi, and then you're gone. So basically, you have to play it out strong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's fine, too. You have, to Put bury it my house, it. No problem. you have to bury it and say, I don't know anything, man. You know what I mean? I didn't, the bag, you, was, he, there was no bag. There was no bag in the taxi. You even have to bury it? He's not doing anything illegal. It had nobody's name. It's in a brown paper bag left in your taxi. That's mine. I'm sorry. It's finders keepers. That's mine. Nine-tenths of a law is uh, possession. Mine. Uh-huh. There, that, there's not even a doubt in my mind. That's my Yeah, three hundred thousand dollars—a lot of money. That's life-changing money, man. That's my kids through college. My well, it's not my house paid off, God forbid, in New York. But uh, that's put like me George, on. Uh, put me George, George. I like George. You're like Breaking Bad. You're like Walter White. You're 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 all ruthless when it comes to the cash. Uh, like, you don't even know whose it is. How do I know this guy's Three hundred thousand dollars too. It's a lot of money. Three hundred k. So in a bag of cash. And another thing is you'd think, well, who has 300 cash in a bag? You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, yeah, like, so. That's also going to be a pretty big bag, by the way. I worked at a bank. Uh, $10,000 in hundreds is about yo thick. About yo thick. So you're talking you get 30 of those. How big is this bag? Somebody's asking if it was you, Darvish. I'm keeping it. If it's you, Darvish. If it's you, Darvish, whatever, man. Fine. I don't know if I, I lost two family. dimes. No, no, but I would keep what he cost me in the World Series. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say, like, you know what I mean? I'd keep, like, 1300 and I'd say, listen, here's 700 bucks, jackass. This is what I found. Uh, you know, like, that. that's fair. Like, Bob Wickman, there's a few people that I could, yeah, like, like, James Harden owes me money. The way I see it, Harden owes me money. So like, Harden, yeah, like, Harden, Donovan McNabb's another one. Um, Donovan McNabb's uh, another one. So, yeah, the taxi driver found $300,000. He returned. He goes, I don't care if it's $10 or higher. My dignity is not for sale. That's the way our parents taught us when I was a kid. All I wanted to do was call my dispatcher and return it. This is the only chance I have to show that cab drivers in Las Vegas are not bad people. This is why I take an Uber. Yeah, Uh, I know, eh? I, I'm sorry. And this, this too, the guy that no lost way. the money, you know, real class guy here. You know he's not. 28-year-old professional poker player. <laughs> 300000 in a paper bag. I mean, come on. How how oblivious are you? To, I can listen, two grand falling out of your pocket. I sort of get it. 300 grand? How do you forget, oh, well, I left my bag of money in the car. I mean, come on. You, you deserve to lose it. I'm and plus, now I gotta trust that if I if I turn into my what your cabbie boss, that they're going to the dispatcher, that they're gonna not keep it themselves, and take you know well, I'm gonna keep thirty thousand of this, and I'll give two seventy back. And we'll what do you think? Taxi driver. What do you think he got out of this in the end? 
Uh, I mean, can I, listen, some professional poker players can be very, very good guys. 10%? I mean, you think that's what he got, but I bet he got maybe, maybe he got a brick. Maybe he got 10000 He got $1,000. Yeah, so you, you took, what is that, 1%? Not, not even 1%, 1%. That's a third of a percent. Yeah, I'm giving Pretty it Pretty weak. Sure. sure. I'll give it that. Pretty weak. The guy found you know, the guy recovered three hundred k for you, and you got a thousand bucks out of it. You got to give him at least three. You got to give him at least one percent. I would. Yeah, I would give him even that. Uh, you give well. him like you give him like you know, the poker player could have. You know, it was one night of poker earnings for the guy. It was a professional poker player. He should have given a guy a minimum ten k. He should have said thanks. Here's ten k. You know, he even like said hey. Here's 20k, you know, you know, change your life, change a life type thing. Here, here you go, buddy. You know what I mean? Like a thousand dollars, and it was the taxi company that gave him a thousand dollars. Wasn't even a poker player. It was the taxi company. So what did the taxi? Did the taxi company get something from the guy? No. So no, the only money exchanged hands was from a taxi company. Uh, that's that's pretty cheesy. Another yeah. reason why I'm keeping the money. They also gave him all oh, a steak dinner for two. Yeah, for three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Thanks. I can have a steak dinner for two for about one fifty and two hundred. You know, not that same. It's stories thing. like this that makes people not want to do the right thing. I agree. Now, yeah, I mean, it's not like, my reason. Yeah, uh, I, I know, but like, why? Why are you going to turn in three hundred k to get a steak dinner and a thousand dollars? It doesn't make any sense. You're getting a third of a percent back, and you're getting a steak dinner. Yay! Not that I would mind a steak dinner. I, I just have a tough – for me, it comes down to that. that's – for us, that's life-changing money. I mean, like I said, that's my kids through college. That's the house. Uh, much All my bills paid off and then some. And uh, there's no – I don't feel – I don't even feel remotely bad about that. The fact that I got to track you down now, it's different for me than the two, uh, to 2000. The 2000, I saw the guy that did it. So, yeah, I can just run up to him and give it to him. I get that. Here's another. No, I'm, not, I'm not running away. Here's another taxi driver in Las Vegas. People – I guess they're all wasted. George, right? That's what happens. They're always yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. So here's another story. Cab drivers, honesty, shy, bright in the lights of the city of Las Vegas. A Las Vegas taxi driver uh, found a black laptop case in the backseat of his uh, his taxi with two hundred and twenty one thousand five hundred and ten dollars cash. He said, I've never seen that much money in real life, only in the movies. When I saw it, I was shocked. He's from Ethiopia. He immediately returned the cash to the company, the cab company security office. <laughs> it's not my money, he says, explaining why he felt justified in not keeping it. He continued to work for about an hour. Then he was called back to the office. A young man contacted the cab uh, company claiming the money. The man then tipped him $2,000. Um, and same know. thing, even though he says he was happy with the $2,000, here's other taxi drivers saying it's not right. That's all he got. Should have, you know, should have been at least 10%. Should have got given him $20,000. It's amazing, man. I, These people, man, they all this freaking money, man. And they, they're not more grateful that they got that money back. $2,000. Come on. How are they not more $21,000. If I have two hundred, you know, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand on my my hands on that at all times, I'm not letting it get in my hand. There's no way. I'm very careful with my laptop when I go out because that's important to me with everything I do for a living here. There's no way I let two hundred grand. I mean, literally, I'm not going to on a roller coaster where you're holding on for dear life. You know, that money is mine. You either have a money belt or you have uh, you have a backpack. You know what I mean? 
You have a backpack, the backpack's on, you're zipped up, you have a jacket over the backpack, <laughs> and you're on Let the way say, to the airport with your money. I don't know about putting on a backpack where people can get it out of me, at it from behind. No, you, you have a jacket know. over the backpack. I, have a jacket. I, I like fine. that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I got to think of everything. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Page Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions, ready to raise radio, fantasy sports, our radio network. Talking about uh, returning money. Russell Wilson won't be returning any money. Uh, there was a deadline, and uh, clearly the deadline and the threat uh, worked, uh, George. You know, Russell Wilson clearly, you know, he put it out there that he wanted $35 million a year, and he put them on the clock. And I think that the Seattle Seahawks uh, thought that, you know what, this guy's not bluffing. He actually will eventually leave unless we meet this deadline tonight. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done this deal. Um, biggest deal in NFL history, that is until the next one, of course. Of course. He, he was never going anywhere. It was all just posturing. He, he gets his contract. I was a little surprised. It was only four years. You know, four years, 140. Usually his contracts are a little bit longer. So Russell Wilson might actually be able to hit the cash register again at the end of this deal. But uh, it's not a shock. Like I said, I never thought he'd go anywhere. Uh, just the, the length. I thought it would be longer, Gabe. That's the only thing that surprised me a good about point. this. It's a good point. He doesn't get locked up uh, career-wise. And how old what, is he, 30 years old now? I believe so, he's 30, uh, yeah. 34. Yeah, 20, Young. Yes. Yeah, that's not, you know, he's in good shape. He's not a partier. He takes care of himself. Um, so there's the potential, as you stated, to strike gold again. Uh, with, with with another contract, that's why me personally, I thought that Mike Trout misplayed it. Now I can't tell I can't tell anybody that got you know three hundred thirteen million dollars that they misplayed anything, uh, right? But I thought that um, that uh, Bryce Harper and and Trout and these guys, they don't need to do these long term deals. They could have just said like you know, like the Dodgers supposedly were willing to pay them like forty forty five million dollars a year, but for like five years only. Right. So the Dodgers said, you know, the Dodgers were supposedly in the 200 million mark for like five years, which is pretty freaking good. And he could say, wow, that's insulting five years, but he's only 27 years old. So you hit 200 million dollars and then boom, you you strike another 400 million or whatever. When you're 32, that's not bad. But he decided to take the 313 and look at now these guys on the Braves are taking under market value, it seems. Well, you make a great point. If you're willing to bet on yourself in sports and take one-year deals, take the franchise tag in football, you'll make more money. You know, football players, I get why they don't, because injury, you know, career-changing injury can happen at any point. But you're right about Harper. If he would have taken that small deal, you think about it, it gets $200 million, let's say that. That's about what it was, maybe even a little bit more than that. 
And then he would have been a free agent again at 32. Now, yes, he's not going to sign a 10-year, $300 million contract at 32. But he only needs to beat what he got. He needs a five-year 113, which is only be $22 million a year, which in five years from now may be very, not the, all that much. The way prices yep. are going up here. So he probably and, would have made more money. And you're not locked in for 13 freaking years with one team. Why didn't Bryce get in? I mean, listen, you do what you want to do. But if I'm going to Philadelphia, I want an opt-out in two years just in case the fans hate me. I'm not performing. And that city can be vicious. I was shocked that Bryce didn't uh, get an opt-out there just to make sure he covers himself. He can say all the right things. Oh, no, I want to be here forever, build a winner. But I want to make sure in case I suck that I can get out after two years. Well, it's the same thing exactly. You know, Manny Machado took the money in San Diego, shorter deal than Harper for like $13 million less, 10 years, and he has an opt-out after five years, which is fair. He's like, you know what? I'm extremely rich, and if I don't like it here, I'll leave after five years, you know? He also, you know, he one, also took one less money done in San Diego. The White Sox owed him more money. Yeah, well, he would have had you know. To, he would have had to hit a couple of incentives there, but they were easily reached incentives. He would have hit them. But he took less yeah. money. I mean, listen, I, I would take less money to play in San Diego, too. I, I, I want, I'd exactly. love to live in San Diego. Nothing against, nothing against the city of Chicago, but San Diego is a very, very um, relaxed um, and luxurious lifestyle. Right? It's especially if you have money. to live in the U.S. Yeah, especially if you have money, too. Right? Well, everyone pretty much has money. I'm not going to say everyone's loaded there, but it's a, it's a very affluent city. And... Yeah, so you know, there's some really, really nice houses you've got right on the beach, and there's not a ton of media, not a ton of media pressure, right? Yeah, it's not cold. If you're Machado, you played in Baltimore before. You really want to deal with that crap, uh, the cold weather. You're in San Diego. How many beat writers does San Diego have? Two, one. It's you know, it's not Chicago, it's not New York, it's not Boston. Yeah, exactly. And even Los Angeles with the Dodgers, where you're under the microscope all the time. Every action, every time you don't run out of ground ball, it's it's like a national story. You can fly under the radar uh, in, in San Diego. All right, so um, your New York Islanders, holy crap. Who would have thought that they'd be here right now up three games to none, man? You're a diehard Islander fan, and I know you didn't see this coming. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Uh, no, I did not see this coming, my little bobblehead, my little Islander bobblehead here. Uh, listen, I have Pittsburgh in six. I did. Uh the Islanders right now, they're showing what coaching can do, all right, because they're, they're playing. They've, they've all bought into Barry Trotter's system. They're playing a great defensive game, and Pittsburgh's being outcoached. They're just being outcoached right now because right now Pittsburgh is playing the Islanders' game rather than the Islanders playing Pittsburgh's game. The Pittsburgh wants to open this up and play a wide-open style of hockey. Let's go talent for talent. They'd win that easy. Instead, they're playing a bumping, grinding. You know, Komarov has gotten so under Malkin's skin right now that he's not playing hockey anymore. He's trying to get back at Komarov, and this is what the Islanders – wanted right now they're out coaching Sullivan now I see the newspapers today says but out the brooms New York Islanders players are saying that if you're surprised by this I, I guess it was Lerner actually the goalie that said um, I don't know why people are surprised by this we had 103 points why are you surprised by the truth and I get it I like the confidence and stuff but the series isn't over yet and this is pretty crazy to go back and take the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight um, but I'm looking to take the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. I think this team just has too much pride to roll over and let the Islanders sweep them on home ice tonight. I think the Islanders and, you know, I've been wrong. I was on the Islanders in game one. I was on the Penguins in game two. I didn't bet game three. Here we are in game four. I just, you know, 
if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll accept it. But I got to believe that Pittsburgh just has too much pride, too much experience. They'll do the oldest, and it's one game at a time type of thing. I think the Islanders lose tonight and then come back and uh, win uh, win game five, George. What's your take? I kind of agree with you, and so does Vegas, by the way. Pittsburgh, on the side I'm looking at, it's minus 155. So they agree as well here. I think the Islanders will be tough to have the same intensity tonight. You're up 3-0. Uh, my only worry is this. If you watch that game on Sunday, Pittsburgh looked disinterested. After it was 2-1 before 3-1, between those that those two goals, they looked disinterested. You know, they, they, they lost hope when that second goal went in, and it was strange. Just strange to see from a Crosby, Malk, and Kessel team, and all these veterans, that they didn't look like they were playing playoff hockey. It, it was just strange. It was more, I, thought, I thought it was more on them than it was on the Islanders in that case, where Pittsburgh just wasn't coming at them hard. That's my only worry here. What happens if the Islanders score first? I can't recall. Is Sidney Crosby, I mean, maybe as a rookie or something like that, but I don't even think so. I don't recall him ever being swept before. Did he get swept in the finals, actually, as a rookie I'd, type thing or early? Did Detroit sweep him? I think Crosby might have gotten swept or maybe in five games or something. I think five games rings a bell to me, but uh, I don't know about but a sweep. Whatever. But whatever. Like, my point is, yeah, it's been a while since Crosby's faced defeat like this. You know, getting swept in the first round would would be quite, you know, pretty humiliating, actually. And conversely, this is the same situation that the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning find themselves in tonight. Although it'll be a bigger embarrassment. Now, listen, it's 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 a you know it's an embarrassment for the Philadelphia, uh, excuse me, for the Pittsburgh um, Pittsburgh Penguins to be in this spot that they're in, without without a doubt. But it'll be overshadowed, at least. You know, in the hockey world, I mean, the, the Penguins would get crucified in Pittsburgh, but um, but the hockey world will talk more about Tampa. And I think the fact that Pittsburgh are playing at home tonight leads, like, you know, they they can dig down deeper, and it's harder for them to quit. I'll put it this way. And you know, we we got to you know, hockey teams. We always say, oh, they don't quit, they don't quit. As you stated, it looks like Pittsburgh sort of did. I can't believe they're going to roll over on home ice. It's just it, it's just too embarrassing to do that. Um, meanwhile, Tampa Bay, they're on the road. It's a little bit different. You know, Columbus gets a quick goal or two. Like, Tampa is like, are they really going to come back at that point? So, I already bet it. There's no turning back. And I swept the board last night in the NHL, which means I'm a little worried about what's going to happen tonight. But I've already played it, and I played the Pittsburgh Penguins to stay alive, uh, uh, uh. staying alive, staying alive, stay alive. And I played the Columbus Blue Jackets to eliminate the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, tonight. I couldn't pass up the Jackets as an underdog tonight. I don't think anybody can blame you there. Tampa has not looked good. No Victor Hedman tonight. No Anton Strauman tonight. Craig Killorn is uh, a game-time decision at best. Not that Hedman was the reason he was out game three as well. His loss wasn't the reason they lost game three. You lost 2-1. Got to score some goals. They lost 3-1. I guess there was an empty net there. Got to score some goals. And right now, they're not. Stamkos doesn't have a point in this series. I don't think Kucherov does either. You know, that, that can't happen. Braden Point, now he pretty much disappeared at the end of the regular season, too. I think he's just run out of gas in a long NHL season here. But when yeah. your guy's making a gazillion dollars, can't score. And Vasilevsky just has not been good enough to beat him. And you can see Columbus, Gabe, they have a game plan of Vasilevsky, shoot above the blocker. It's a tough spot, actually. Blocker, uh, high blocker is a hard, hard uh, shot uh, to stop. 
Um, you know, Columbus are on a roll right now. Cam talked about it yesterday that, you know, you get these teams. You see this in the NFL at times, George, where teams that, like, uh, are desperate to get into the playoffs. You know, we're seeing it in the NBA, actually, like the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic, like, competed hard, man, down the stretch. And it's carried over into the playoffs against the higher seed Toronto Raptors. We've seen this in the past. You know, the New York Giant runs, teams peaking at the right time in the National Football League. And, and carrying over, this might be one of these instances with Columbus. I mean, we spent a lot of time over the last month or so, or since the NHL trade deadline, whatever, you, me, and Cam talking about Columbus, and heads, are, heads could roll after. They decided to go all in, even though nobody believed in them. There was talk, we're not re-signing this guy, Davidson's linked to the Rangers, all kinds of craziness, um, you know, Tortorella in a hot seat. All kinds of craziness associated around Columbus, but it came together for them to get into the playoffs, and now it's continued, and they are a freaking talented team. So, And they've never won a playoff series before, and I've been talking about this, that they've never had luck on their side before. Now things are going their way a little bit, and they're a dangerous, scary team right now. You know, I know I've beaten this drum of quite a lot over the past month. If not for a post... Washington probably doesn't win the Stanley Cup last year. Yeah. Columbus played them in the first round. They were up two games to none in game three with a double overtime. In the first overtime, they hit a post. And it was the inside of the post, not the outside. Yeah, you need a couple of inches, no big deal. It was the inside. It was a fraction of an inch. They win the game three up. And we know on the what, 186 of 190 series, you're up 3-0, you win. All right, so Washington wasn't going to win the Cup last year. But no puck luck, didn't go in. Washington wins here. I will also say, you know, Tampa Bay – this is not an excuse for them, not an excuse at all. But they could not have been happy that they drew Columbus first round. Because I'm guessing, you know, if they could have chosen their first round opponent, it wouldn't have been the Blue Jackets. You just said it. That Blue Jacket team is talented. They just couldn't get it together after the trade deadline. And it's hockey. It takes a while to get used to teammates, get used to the chemistry that's going on there. Uh, when uh, Dezingle comes over, Deshane comes over, and all the other moves they made here. There's no way Tampa Bay would have chosen them. They likely would have chosen Carolina. Or the Islanders, and listen, maybe the Islanders will beat them up too. Who knows? But it was a bad draw for them. Columbus is feeling it, and Tampa Bay's not. They don't look like Tampa Bay right now. I think they're going out tonight as well. Now, you know what? And the fact that Columbus has been in this situation before, I think some at times it'd be like, all right, we're up 3 nothing. They could be a little complacent, but you just said it. We're talking about a team last year that was up 2 nothing on the Washington Capitals. I uh, came freaking close to eliminating them, hit the damn post, and end up, uh, you know, they've never won a playoff series before. I don't think they're complacent. I think they come in hungry, and I think the Islanders probably come in hungry, too. I'm a little worried about it, but I hope it's Pittsburgh. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, ready, great radio continues. George Kurtz in for Cam Stewart uh, for the first uh, two hours of the program. Cam expected back for level three. 
Uh, we wish uh, Cab uh, the best. We hope everything's uh, going all right. And uh, we hope uh, that he's able to uh, step up and in and, uh, and join uh, the program into level three. Um, so we got a bunch of hockey games uh, on the board here tonight. We're talking about this, uh, this Columbus and uh, Tampa Bay uh, situation. You have the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins on the brink. And, you know, I'm not going to say that they're, they're must-wins. I mean, must-win is tossed around a lot at this time of the year. But you're the Winnipeg Jets. You don't want to be down three games to one. Similar situation uh, with the uh, San Jose Sharks. Yet, I think the Sharks are in trouble tonight. I do like Las Vegas. Uh, the St. Louis-Winnipeg game is going to be real toss-up. Um, you know, really evenly matched uh, series. But the NHL playoffs have lived up to the hype. There's been some great, great, uh, some entertaining games. And uh, to me, this Boston, the Boston-Toronto series has been off the hook. And I'm enjoying watching everyone um, continue to doubt the Toronto Maple Leafs. And here they are up two games to one right now, Jordan. There's there's nothing like the NHL playoffs. There's just nothing like it. I mean, last night we had Ovechkin knock out Svechnikov of Carolina. Who knew, who knew Ovechkin could fight like that? I mean, my God, laid, laid the well, He's a out. tough dude, Ovechkin. He's thick. You he's can tell. Like 235 that. pounds and built like a tank. I mean, but yeah, you didn't know he could fight. I mean, not that, not that Svechnikov could. I think Svechnikov was giving up, what, 40 pounds to him? Something like that. So uh, laid him out with a shot to the chin, and it was uh, lights out for Svechnikov. Uh, the Toronto Port series has been fun. It, it is great when you get a series where two teams just don't like each other, right? And not only the fan base not, not like each other, but the teams don't like each other either, Bruins and Maple Leafs. So it, it's been a fun series to watch, and it will continue to be so. In my mind, they just might as well go to Game 7 now. I don't see how the series doesn't go to seven games. Let's go to Game 7, see who wins. Um, you know what? I don't think it's going seven. I predicted that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win in six before it started, and I'm sticking by it. Leafs in six. I don't blame you. You're up 2-1. Yeah, Leafs, Leafs win again tomorrow. Go back to Boston. Lose. Go back to Toronto. Win. Leafs in six. As predicted. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Good afternoon, I'm George Kurtz, and this is your Fantasy News Update. In the NBA, we have three playoff games tonight. These are all game twos. The Orlando Magic will win game one. We have the Toronto Raptors at 8.05 Eastern. Magic plus 500, Toronto minus 700. San Antonio, who also won game one. The 9.05 Eastern time, Spurs plus 240, Denver minus 300. The 10.30 game, the late game for you. Oklahoma City at Portland. Portland won game one. Oklahoma plus 100, Portland minus 120. In the NHL, all game fours tonight for the N- in the NHL. Columbus could eliminate the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're up 3-0. That's the 7 o'clock game. Columbus plus 120, Lightning minus 145. Vegas still thinks they're going to pull out a victory here. I have my doubts. Pittsburgh also trying to stave off elimination at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. They have minus 155. The Islanders plus 130. Jets and Blues, the 9.30 game. Blues up 2-1. to one. No home team has won yet in this series. Go figure. Blues minus 155. Jets plus 130. 
San Jose and Vegas Golden Knights. They are your late game, 1030. San Jose Sharks plus 135. Vegas Golden Knights minus 165. Vegas is up in this series two games to one. They've won the last two after dropping the first game. In the NFL, Russell Wilson signs a contract extension late last night, early this morning, depending on where you live. Four years, $140 million. He's not going anywhere for the immediate future and could hit it big again when his contract is up. The New England Patriots have just signed Demarius Thomas, former Bronco and Texans wide receiver. No shock here as he did come up under offensive coordinator Josh McDaniel. McDaniel and Thomas reunited again in New England. In Major League Baseball, we have a full slate of games tonight. Let's start with the National League. Mats will play, uh, Mats and the Mets will play the Philadelphia Phillies and Nick Pavetta. Mets minus 105, Phillies minus 115. No Rice Hoskins in this game. Rice Hoskins has a sore ankle. He is expected to return tomorrow. San Fran versus the Washington Nationals. Derek Rodriguez first, Steven Strasburg. Giants plus 170. Nationals minus 210. Cubs and Marlins, Quintana versus Lopez. Quintana minus 145. Miami plus 120. Diamondbacks and Atlanta Braves. D-backs plus 120. Braves minus 140. That's Robbie Ray versus Max Fried. Cardinals and Brewers. Flaherty versus Woodruff. Cardinals plus 110, Brewers minus 130, Rockies and Padres, Jonathan Gray versus Nick Marjavacious, Gray and the Rockies minus 110, Marjavacious and the Padres also minus 110. And for the last National League game, Cincinnati will play the Los Angeles Dodgers, that's Malley versus Maeda, Cincinnati Reds plus 160, Dodgers minus 190. Over in the American League, we had the Red Sox and Yankees renewing hostilities there, both teams reeling though as neither one's playing all that well, lots of news and notes from this game as well. But for now, Red Sox minus 115, Yankees minus 105. Yankees placed Greg Bird on the IL today. He's expected to miss at least a month of plantar fasciitis. Just another name added to the injury list for the Yankees. The bottom four of that lineup for the Yankees tonight is Urshela, Gardner, Higashi, uh, Romine, and Topman. Yeah, that's what the Yankees expected coming in here. For the Red Sox, no Ben Attendee tonight. He fouled the ball off his ankle over the weekend. He's out again tonight. Jackie Bradley will return for the Red Sox. They designated Blake Swiat for assignment today and recalled Sandy Leone, hoping that Leone will get Chris Sale back on track in this game. That's the sole reason for this move. Other American League action, Baltimore versus Tampa Bay. Dylan Bundy versus Glass now. Baltimore plus 200. Tampa Bay minus 250. Toronto versus Minnesota. Sanchez versus Gibson. Toronto plus 130. Minnesota minus 150. The Angels versus the Rangers. Barrier versus Minor. Angels minus 105. Texas minus 115. A battle of the Lopez's in Chicago. Uh, Kansas City against the Chicago White Sox there. Both teams are minus 110 to win. Over out in the uh, West Coast, Houston against Oakland. McHugh versus Estrada. Houston minus 165. Oakland plus 135. Houston is uh, having a tough time losing of late. They swept the Yankees, just took care of the Mariners as they are on a roll. Cleveland and Seattle, Bieber versus Leak. Uh, Cleveland minus 120. Seattle plus 100. An interleague play here. Remember, every day, every day we have to have an interleague game here with, uh, with uh, 15 teams in each league. Pirates versus Detroit. Musgrove minus 110. Detroit, minus 110 as well. Blake Snell has a broken toe. Apparently, he dropped some piece of furniture in his bathroom on the toe. It's considered to be a red mess. He is on the IL with this at least start, but not supposed to be out long term here. Alfaro returns to the lineup for Miami. Castellanos back in for Detroit. Other reports. Kimbrell is close to signing the team, although they don't know which team it's going to be. Mondesi is out. Royal Schroeder out against the Chicago Cubs. I'm George Kurtz, and this has been your Fantasy News Update. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All you have to decide is what to do. 
do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Level two. Game got decision ready. Game radio. George Kurtz picks the cab short, although cab could back uh, for level three. He's uh, expected to. He's hoping uh, to be back uh, for level three. Uh, we've got uh, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs uh, going down here uh, this evening. Uh, Champions League soccer. Uh, Ajax just took care of Juventus in Italy uh, at that. So uh, they advance, as does Barcelona, after dispatching of uh, Manchester United rather easily, uh, actually. And now the countdown is on. We've got NBA basketball, NHL hockey. A uh, great time of the year to be a sports fan. And we got a jam-packed uh, board tonight with NHL hockey and NBA basketball. Big games in the NBA. We saw the Brooklyn Nets go into uh, to Philadelphia and take game one. And historically, uh, the gambling... Um, the trend has been for, for betters in the NBA, in the NBA playoffs, when, when a one or a two or a three seed lose on their home court in the first um, their first game as a favorite, the next uh, game um, they are now, and it's really, really crazy here. All right, uh, we get into uh, the fact, that, all right, uh, so if, if a one, a two, or a three seed loses the first game as a favorite of the series at home. In the next game, George, and everybody, in the next game, so a one, a two, or a three. So the Toronto Raptors are in this spot tonight. The Philadelphia 76ers were in that spot last night and won by about 110 points, I think. Uh, the Denver Nuggets would be in this spot uh, tonight. Um, they are 76 and... Uh, 76 and uh, six, 76 and 17 straight up, 55, 34, and 4 against the spread. All right. And if the upset victims happen to be one, two, or three seeds, they are 42 and 4 straight up. So now 43 and 4 straight up after last night's uh, Philadelphia win. And now 30, 16, and 1 against the spread. So um, the Toronto Raptors and the Denver Nuggets are both in very, very favorable trend situations yet anybody that's watched the Toronto Raptors play this year you're not in a hurry to be laying points with these guys and laying 10 points uh, with the Raptors as good as the Raptors had been they're not a covering machine you know earlier in the year the Raptors were like 15 and 6 against the spread or something because the, the books didn't fully adjust the books have adjusted the Raptors get treated sort of like, um, you know, they get treated like an elite team according to the number all the time. Yet they're only like 18, 23, and 1 or something against the spread now at home. Now you're laying 10 points tonight. Dangerous spot. But I got to tell you, and Kurtz, we got a lot of tickets here. I've got about five or six tickets that say Toronto Raptors uh, on here. Toronto Raptors parlayed with uh, soccer. Toronto Raptors parlayed with baseball. Toronto Raptors in the first quarter. We have a lot of Toronto Raptor action here. And uh, we'll break it down. Ed Moore, we've got George Carl. George Carl was with us on the morning show. The morning after, we'll replay George Carl talking NBA playoffs. Big man on campus later. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Level 2 continues. Fantasy Sports on Radio Network. iHeartRadio. With the speaking of which, doing it to make it rain with Joe Ranieri and Dave Martinez on a Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Days from 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. Eastern as they start your mornings doing their best to get you addicted to sports wagering. The show is available on the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app. iHeart, tune in. You can catch a video of the program on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page or on your favorite OTT provider. It's Make It Rain with Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page weekday mornings from 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. Eastern. All right, so I'm uh, Gabriel Morenci throwing it down. George Kurtz uh, in for Cam Stewart, although Cam expected to be back uh, for the uh, third hour of the program. We're talking about the Toronto Raptors hosting uh, the Orlando Magic. The point spread right now is 10.5. The total is 211.5. The um, the playoffs guys over the weekend, there were eight NBA games, and all eight of them went under the number. Last night, both games went over the number. Um, the Orlando-Toronto game went under in, in game one, as did San Antonio and Denver, as did Oklahoma City and uh, Portland. They've got the highest total on the board here tonight, the 223 out there in Portland. Uh, meanwhile, the Denver Nuggets now laying seven points. The total's 210 there, and I got burnt. I like the uh, I like the over on Saturday night a lot of the San Antonio Denver game, and we fell short by like five or six points or something. As uh, Denver were a little rattled in their first ever playoff game, but we'll get to the basketball. George uh, George Carl going to join us. We got George Kurtz uh, right now, and we also have the Red Sox and the Yankees. Uh, tonight and you know it's a train wreck of a baseball game between two struggling teams yet Boston are a lot healthier than the New York Yankees are coming into this game uh, tonight Chris Sale has struggled he's 0-3 it's been home run city launch it's been a launching pad um, he's getting lit up but with that being stated I actually think the Red Sox are the play tonight Jordan yeah Unfortunately, I agree with you. Uh, once again, the, the most interesting thing about this game are the uh, starting pitches for both teams. Uh, I said the Red Sox released, or I shouldn't say released, they DFA'd Blake Swihart today in order to recall Sandy Leone because they want to see if the problem with, C, uh, with, Leone, with Sale is the catcher. You know, if Leone will solve that problem. We, we've heard this before, right? Some, uh, some pitchers just prefer to throw to one catcher, and maybe Leone is that guy, so they call him up. He'll start today and catch Sale. And for the Yankees, Paxton's had his, his issues as well. He actually saw a sports psychologist to deal with the anxieties of pitching for the Yankees in New York. And also Carlos Beltran, who works for the Yankees, believes that Paxton's been tipping his pitches, specifically his curveball, and that they've corrected that problem as well. So it should be interesting to see these two guys to see if that if either problem has been solved. I certainly have my doubts about either one. And as I mentioned before, Gabe, that Yankee lineup tonight is just 
I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, like I said, LeMahieu, Judge, Voigt, Torres, Fla- Frazier. Okay, that, that's solid. And then it's Urscheller, Gardner, Romine, Taupman. Oh, boy. This is nowhere near what the Yankees envisioned. And I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Chris Sale tonight uh, because of this lineup. Historically, he's pitched well against the Yankees, yet it's a different Yankee lineup that he's pitched well against in the past. You know what's surprising about Chris Sale here is that he has uh, only eight strikeouts, uh, George, on the year. He's pitched 13 innings and only eight strikeouts. So he's, he's really, he's not fooling anybody, and he's not blowing the ball past anybody either. You know, I think you said it last week. Uh, this could just be a dead arm period. You know, maybe that's it. He's still working himself out there. Or maybe, you know, uh, pitching all those relief innings last year in the World Series, they won the World Series. Maybe that's caught up to him. But I keep going back to if the Red Sox were worried about his health, and they have to know his health better than anybody else. You know, he's been on the team for a couple of years. They just signed to a long-term extension. There's no way they signed to that extension if they had any worries about his arm or his shoulder or whatever it might be. So I think this is just a period where, you know, maybe he needs another couple of weeks, another couple of starts. I think he'll get it as the season rolls along, but he's not there right now. But I really – I don't believe it's Leon that also it's the catcher. Oh, it's the catcher's fault he wasn't doing anything. I'm not buying that at all. But uh, it, it is – I'll be watching him tonight, and he should dominate this Yankee lineup. I'll say it again. You know, your bottom five, Frazier, Urscheller, Gardner, Romine, Taupman. Only two lefties, but still, he should have no problem with this lineup. This is one of these series in which if a team goes 2-0, they're going to feel good about themselves coming out of this, or at least a little better. You know, they beat a rival. To, you know, they got a couple of division wins under their belt. It's a couple of wins in a row. Like the winning team, if somebody can win two games in a row, will feel good. If it's just a split, Tampa's going to like that. I think that's what Tampa's are looking for, that these two teams just split uh, right now. But eventually something good has to happen to these teams. It'll be interesting, too. Look, you, you kept saying Seattle, you know, that reality would catch up to the Mariners, and it did a little bit against the Houston Astros. Tampa is an interesting team. Now they get Baltimore, right? Like, Tampa has an opportunity to keep on winning games. We'll see if they can do it now that Tampa – it's one thing to win as an underdog, but now Tampa come into baseball games. They're minus 250 tonight. Yeah, Tampa's not Seattle. Seattle came out of nowhere, had a good hot start. Tampa, we, we expected to play well. They won 90 games last year. If the season would have went on for another two and a half, three weeks, they might have made the playoffs. They were that hot at the end. Yeah, this even is a shorter, team. yeah. Right, they they were right there. They were uh, definitely making Oakland panic a little bit by how well they were playing. So uh, yeah, Tampa's not Seattle. They're going to be there all year. And you know, you and I kept saying it last week. If you could find Tampa, whatever great odds to win the division, I would take them. Yankees are a mess. They're just a mess. It's they can't get healthy. Right? They get they get Sabathia comes back over the weekend. They lose two other guys when he comes back. It's just the way the Yankee season's going right now. And that's really not going to change any as far as a couple of weeks. Maybe Sanchez, Stanton come back and then. And you work from there. Yankees are a mess right now. Red Sox, you said it. They're healthy, but they're not playing well. The pitching staff is uh, there aren't. It's it's a disaster right now. Maybe Sale figures it out tonight. Maybe he doesn't. Ivaldi goes tomorrow night. Same thing. Price looks like he has figured it out. Eduardo Rodriguez did pitch well in his last turn, but that, that was against the offensively inept Toronto Blue Jays. So they some of their guys seem to be turning. Not Porcello. He's been a gas fire all year long. But uh, I have my doubts about them as well. And we thought the bullpen was going to be the problem. Well, they haven't had leads to protect, so they haven't had to worry about the bullpen yet. And Tampa Bay are now 12-4. and four. So 
12 and 4 after 16 games. If you're wondering, okay, it's a nice start for them. Uh, but uh, this is something that not a lot of people uh, wouldn't realize. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are 53 and 29. They're 53 and 29 since last year's All Star break, which is the best record in baseball. Well, you so, 53 and 29, it's 82 games. That's half a season, a little more than half a season. That's 104, 105 wins over a full season. They're playing so, so well. Is right that now. fair to say that they're almost, that's what they are this year, a 97 win team, a 100 win team? We've well, talked about four, it. That, you look at that's a the American League. You're playing who you're playing, but like I said, so it's not really a fluke. I mean, this goes back to last year as well. As you stated, if they would add another week of racetrack last uh, year, they'd probably get into the playoffs, um, you know, about two weeks or whatever, you know, 10 days or whatever. But 53 and 29, guys, including the 12 and 4 from this year going to last year. But that's not a lot of baseball games, man. Twenty. They've only lost 29 times since uh, mid-July uh, last year. And you want to talk about a hot pitcher right now in Glasnow, um, only the second pitcher in uh, Rays franchise history to win his first three starts of the year and give up one run or less in uh, in all three starts. This guy's got a 0.53 earned run average. They don't beat themselves. That 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 Glasnow Meadows deal could end up being a big time win for the Rays. I know you lost Archer, but he's been so so pitching a little bit better this year than last year. But they might have gotten a starter who's almost as equal to Archer. And a top outfielder as well. Meadows and Glass. Now Pittsburgh gave up on him, right? They weren't doing well in Pittsburgh, so they the change of scenery needed to move on here. But he's with top prospects in that system. Didn't work out there. It's working out well with Tampa Bay. The most important thing to me for for Gabe for Tampa Bay is they don't beat themselves. You're going to have to beat them. They may not have the greatest talent, but they're not going to make mistakes. They'll play the game the way it was meant to be played: moving runners over, getting guys in, not making errors. I'll tell you what, Tommy Pham, too, this is unbelievable. He's, I didn't realize this. He's reached base in 47 consecutive games. Oh. 47 consecutive games. Longest active streak in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I got the Rays in a parlay with the Raptors. <laughs> go Rays, Raptors. Let's go. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Can't get over the picture. It's a great shot of uh, of Lou Williams uh, after the game last night. Lou Williams, as the Clippers tweet out, completes largest comeback in franchise history, grabs Max, checks Twitter. As uh, Lou Williams absolutely went off last night, they were down 31 points. Um, they had a, a 0.3% chance of, of winning the game. <laughs> and somehow the Clippers beat the Golden State Warriors. And uh, after the game... Um, of course, like all professional athletes do, they need to refuel with some healthy protein. And uh, Lou Williams decided to crush some nachos and cheese, arena nachos and cheese after the game. 
hard not to like uh, a player like uh, like Lou Williams. And I know you're not an NBA guy, uh, Kurtz, but Lou Williams is an interesting guy in which he's a great offensive player. Now, he's not a great defensive player, but the guy is instant freaking points. And when he gets on a roll, he's next to impossible to stop, as the Golden State Warriors found out uh, last night. Uh, but he's also one of the most respected players in the NBA amongst his peers um, due to the fact that he has two girlfriends. Like, not like, you know, like a lot of NBA players have multiple girlfriends, but they, they're not honest about it. Like, he actually, like, has, like, they live together. Like, he lives with two chicks. So this is not a three's company thing, though, is it? No, 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 no. Like, he's he's rocking, he's rocking two of them at once. And it's funny because, like, the uh, when he was on the Raptors at the time, when, when he was walking out of the arena with them and stuff, and they were in the stands... <laughs> At first, they were like, oh, look, you know, it's his girlfriend and somebody. But then they clued in. It's like, no, no, they're both his girlfriends. And they're like, they're, you know what I mean? It's They're together. And then it was told, listen, don't put them on TV anymore. <laughs> it's not like the it's not like the family thing that we're looking for here with the player. Like, so they're like, yeah, yeah, don't don't like, you know, don't emphasize that he's got two girlfriends. So yeah, people love uh, people love him in the NBA because of that. <laughs> and um, and a funny thing about Lou Williams is, you know, Lou Williams is very funny on Twitter, and uh, he tweeted out last year. He said he got into an Uber. Uh, he got into an Uber, and the guy was listening to to uh, to country music. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so he got into the Uber, and as he got in, and Lou Williams, a black guy, so. He gets in the back seat and the guy and he turns it down. He turns the country off and he puts on rap music. He puts on like the hip hop station. Okay. And Lou Williams says to him, like all oh, seriously, he goes, uh, he goes, you turned off the country and you put on, you put on the rap uh, station because I'm black. He said, isn't that kind of racially profiling me a little bit? He goes, how do you know I don't want to listen to the country music? And I guess the Uber kid's about to piss his pants. You know what I mean? And uh, Lou Williams says, nah, I'm just busting your balls. Crank that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're playing the numbers there, right? I mean, if I walk into the car, I, I probably don't want – I don't want country either, mind you. But uh, I probably don't want the rap music. So uh, nothing wrong with the kid there. It is it is stereotyping. It is profiling. No, but, you know, uh, listen, I was in an Uber today. I was in an Uber today. When I got into the Uber – Buddy was cranking, like, you know, the salsa type of music. And uh, he turned it down when I got in. I told him, I said, oh, whatever. And he said, no, no, it's all right. I, I didn't really care. <laughs> but I could see Lou Williams freaking this freaking this kid out, this this Uber driver uh, out uh, like this. But he's a good guy. He's, a, he's an easy guy to pull for, actually, Lou Williams. He's one of the nicer guys, um, actually, in uh, the NBA. So, you know, looking at the baseball board here tonight, we got the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Yankees minus 115 uh, right now. It's Chris Sale versus James Paxton. Um, we've got uh, Pittsburgh, 8-6, and six, the Pirates on the season so far. Detroit Tigers, 8-7, a little bit better than people thought they were going to be. Uh, we got Musgrove versus uh, Matthew Boyd uh, tonight. And pretty crazy game last night, uh, Kurtz, with the Mets and the Phillies uh, last night. 
as uh, the Phillies, uh, the Phillies get all the hype. But I tell you what, the Mets, uh, the Mets are the ones that are putting a lot of runs on the board on a nightly basis. This offense is on fire this year. It's the exact opposite of what we thought the Mets would be, right? We thought the Mets would pitch great. You know, the ground would be great. Thor, great. You know, Wheeler, great. You know, Mats would be good. And Vargas, well, Vargas is Vargas. And we expect the Mets to pitch and then hitting, uh, we don't know what we're going to get for hitting. We won't be poor, but we won't be, we won't be you know, top of the uh, league either. Well, it's been the reverse. The pitching's been average to okay, and the hitting's been outstanding. You know, uh, Mickey Callaway did catch a lot of crap last night for not bringing Edwin Diaz in in the eighth inning with two outs to get a four-out save. And apparently this is the Mets' plan that to keep Edwin Diaz healthy over the length of his contract, they won't bring him in for anything more than a three-out save. Not in the regular season, anyway. I guess maybe September we can talk about this again at the Mets need to make sure yeah, but that's a game problem. Here. Yeah, that's a problem. Then, you know, then he won't be used to it later, later in the year. I don't, you know, do you agree with that? This is like, isn't this the micromanagement just gone a little bit too far now? I don't think you don't want to use for two winnings. I get that. But four outs, four outs, one extra batter. I get it. Then he's got to sit for the half. But you don't make a rule. Bad. You don't make no, a agree, rule about it. It's like, all right, we're not going to do it. Or it's like, listen. He pitched, he pitched, you know, to five guys last last week. We're not going to do this every couple of days or anything with him. You know what I mean? But, but I mean, come on, dude. That's why I compare, like, the, the, new, the new guys. And I remember I brought up Mariano Rivera, and people got so pissed off because it's sacred ground with Mariano Rivera, right? But I just brought up the fact that, you know, these guys like Lee Smith and Eckersley and stuff, those guys were pitching, like, three innings, man. Right? Like, they came in. Completely different. This is what Goose Gossage, right? You know, they weren't, they weren't, getting, they weren't getting saved for three-run leads either in those days. That's garbage. It shouldn't be, you know. I the get it. The base is, is, but. It's bull crap. The save stat sucks. It means nothing. If you're playing baseball the right way, I mean, Gabe, you watch the games. I watch the games. How many games are decided in the seventh inning? That's when they go, oh, it's the first and second one out, top of the lineup coming up. The ninth inning, yeah. you have a three-run lead. The seventh, eighth, and ninth batters come up. Who the hell cares? The game's over. If you play the game point. the right way, that's when you need to win it, the seventh, not the ninth. It's a great point. Your middle relievers are the ones that are dealing with the real jam, second and third in the seventh inning and stuff. You're, you're a good point. They, these legendary closers come in. The bases are empty when they come in. Oh, face three batters with the bases empty and throw the same damn pitch nine times in a row. It's, you know, it's, it, doesn't, it's it doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense. But the, if, you, if you ever tried to do it where uh, – you know, you take Edwin Diaz and put him in the seventh inning. His agent's on the phone right away. What are you doing? Why is my guy in here? That's not a safe situation. You can't do this. He's not prepared for that. He's going to get hurt. And all this other crap will come out. Because let's face it, saves get paid. Holds don't. Yeah, the three out, three, three batter minimum, though. Like, oh, we're not going to do four outs. It's ridiculous. All right, let's bring in Big Card Julio uh, right now because we got George Carl coming up in a couple of minutes. Big Card Julio. What's up, Big Card Julio? Chicago. Yeah, I'm a rideshare driver myself, and typically I just leave it on uh, uh, leave it on either a play-by-play call or uh, some some of my own personal music. Uh, I don't change per the customer, and I know usually <laughs> don't get complaints. But, but I try not to racially profile people either. The the volume is one thing, though, right? The volume is Correct. one thing. Like you, you can be cranking things. Like you don't have to change what you're listening to. Um, I don't care. Listen, I'm a pretty laid back person. Um, so I don't really care if the driver's cranking music, uh, to be honest with you. But it just goes to show Lou Williams, the sense of humor that Lou Williams has, at least, right? Oh, Instead absolutely. of getting upset that he messed with the guy's head a little bit and ha- had some fun with it. 
I thought that was hilarious. A couple couple of questions. Uh, is Tampa Bay going to get swept? I'm a, I, I mean, I'd like yes. to go to the well and uh, and play the lightning tonight, ride the lightning a little bit like uh, Metallica Why? did back in the day. But uh, I I don't know. I, I'm 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 very concerned about the lightning tonight. Yeah, well, you should. Why? Why wouldn't you be? Can't imagine right, why. Yeah. No, they've lost three strikes. Why would you want to take this team? They're falling apart. They're 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 injured. Their best players are either injured or falling apart. They're on the verge of an, another epic collapse and choke job. Columbus have never won a playoff series before. They're at home. There's no way in hell they want this going back. They they don't want to go back to Florida. I, I haven't blew. seen the uh, the prices in a while. Are, are the uh, jackets still plus money? They blew a 2-0 uh, lead last year. They've been down this road. Right now, the current line is... Uh, I got plus 120. It's uh, Lightning minus... Yeah, well, it depends. Yeah, exactly. It's about FanDuel has it minus 135. Columbus plus 115 right now. I don't understand why Tampa are favored in this spot. I really don't. I, it's, it's in Columbus, and I'm telling you, the fact that Columbus blew the lead last year... Tortorella is going to bring this up. Say, we can't repeat this, guys. We're not going back to Florida. You know, we're not going back to Florida. We need to win this game tonight. I would expect a desperate Columbus team tonight. You're getting a red-hot jacket team at plus money on home ice. The jackets are the play. Final question. Both teams have been playing great baseball early this season. I love Tampa Bay. Hate the price tonight against Baltimore. Is this one of those situations where either take the Rays on a run line or just avoid, avoid the game altogether? I have the Rays money, uh, on a money line parlay with the, um, the Toronto Raptors. So I got the Raptors to win the game, and I've got the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays to win the game. We were just talking about it. I mean, it almost seems too good to be true. I mean, I hate laying a run and a half just because of the sweat job uh, that right. uh, that is in play here. But, you know, it's I'm looking right now at their history. Last time they played, they played actually. Uh, so last time they played, 8-3 Tampa, 10-5 Tampa, 14-2 Tampa, 5-4 Tampa. You know, you get the gist of it here. I don't have a problem with a run and a half, but I would look to put it in a parlay with something, Julio. I appreciate appreciate it as always. It's always it's so fascinating too, especially Tampa Bay and Baltimore. In Baltimore, I was watching that O's game yesterday. Uh, did some in plays on Baltimore yesterday, and you know that, this is why I love baseball because uh, procrastinators can say, "Oh, Baltimore is going to be one of the worst teams in baseball," and here they are competing in every game this year. Oh, I know. And you know what? You bet on the worst teams in baseball, you only have to win, like, you know, one every three games, two out of every four games type thing to make some big, big money. Thanks, Big Card Julio. Hail the pick, I'm telling you. Rays, Raptors, money line. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Morning after continues fantasy sports our radio network. 
Uh, and television, shout, shout out to uh, Sports Byline and all the affiliates across America tuning in. Uh, right now, let's get down to business. Let's bring in a uh, former coach of the year uh, to talk some NBA basketball. Mr. George Carl uh, joins us uh, this morning. Uh, coach, welcome to the program. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I'm I'm doing fine. I didn't couldn't make it up till the late overtime game with the Clippers last night, but I I'm uh, ready for the playoffs. So what was the uh what was the were you shocked like when you woke up this morning and saw the score? I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah, I I turned it off mid third when it was about 20 and uh, yeah, I was just Lou Williams is an amazing player though. I mean, when he gets going, I have no idea how you stop him. I mean, putting two guys on him is difficult. Uh, the three ball becomes wild and crazy. And uh, he, he had, I mean, when he's making that, whatever, that unbelievable fadeaway jump shot, he's almost impossible to score. And when he's passing the ball like he did last night, I mean, he made himself just a special, special player. I'm looking at a picture. He's eating nachos after the game in the room. He's a cool dude, too. <laughs> like he's, a, he's, he's a nachos. Speaking of cool dudes, uh, Coach, I wanted to bring this up because I was uh, I was touched. I, and you know what? Like, I got chills when I saw the announcement. Uh, years ago, uh, I had the opportunity of uh, working uh, the, the March Madness tournament with a good friend of yours, the, uh, the late, great uh, Rick Majerus. And we were doing the NCAA tournament on the Score Television Network in Canada. And he came up and he stayed for the tournament. And, you know, so I was doing shows with him. And it was a real pleasure to watch basketball with him. And, you know, I watched the game and we ordered food. I got some really funny stories about they, they, they said, Coach, here's some menus. What do you want to order? So they said, you know, there was like Chinese, there was pizza, there was Indian he goes, yeah, we'll take this Italian, and then we'll take some seafood here. <laughs> they, they thought we were just going to order from one place. He's like, Gabe, he goes, what do you want? He goes, uh, like, run, run up the tab while you can here. But great, uh, great guy. Learned so much in, in limited time about basketball from him, Coach. And I know how close you were. He brought you up on numerous occasions over the weeks. And to see him inducted into the Hall of Fame right now, better late than never, but uh, can you uh, – Tell us about your feelings when you heard about the induction. Well, you know, uh, every time I think about Rick, I feel I, I just sad that he left so early. And, uh, you know, there's no question that it was very tearful to me that, that he would be inducted in, and he deserves it. He's he's one of the great coaches I've ever been around. He's been a big brother to me in many, many ways. And uh, we went through a lot of ups and downs together in the, in the world of coaching and He's very close to my family. He's very close to my son. And, um, you know, we miss him dearly today, but we'll have a celebration here in a, a couple of months. Well said, Coach. Uh, well said. Coach, I got to ask you, um, we were just talking about the, the playoffs here, and we were talking about Steve Ballmer, the, the owner of the Clippers, and, you know, how it's very unique where he seems to be so involved, so, you know, hands-on. He, he seems to enjoy it so much. And, you know, how important is that to an organization to have an owner like Ballmer who is, you know, he's leading the charge. He's the biggest fan. He's not one of these in-name only. You never see him. He just kind of signs the check kind of guys. What is that like uh, for an organization to work for somebody like that? Well, it's, it's unique. You know, usually organizations are dysfunctional and somewhat broken apart by, you know, egos and, uh, and power plays. And, and the game has gotten to be such a money game that, 
there's always this, you know, you can always have this sense or, or sarcasm or criticism of, of a decision. And good organizations stay together. And you staying together usually comes from the top. If you have a, a good leader, you have a strong, a strong owner that is enthusiastic and passionate about the challenge ahead of them, it, it trickles down. It trickles down to the coaching staff. It trickles down to the players. And I mean, I don't know what you – I know Steve a little when I was in Seattle. I met him a few times and hung around with him a little bit. You know, he, he's in the tech world, and he's made billions of dollars in the tech world, but he's really a blue-collar guy. And he's from Detroit, and, he, you know, he kind of just reminds me of a guy from the Pittsburgh Steel Mills when I grew up in Pittsburgh. And, you know, he doesn't remind me of that he's, you know, a billionaire that's made it through the tech world. But, you know, you can see his passion for the game of basketball. He loved the Detroit Pistons of the of the early 2000s, and he wants to win a championship in L.A. I love what they're doing. They got they have a great young team that plays the right way and plays hard. Doc has done a fantastic job with them. And uh, they have space to improve their team greatly this coming summer. Uh, we're in conversation with Coach uh, George Carl. Uh, Coach, can we talk a little bit about the San Antonio and Denver series? Obviously, uh, Pop uh, Pop's um, resume and track record speaks for itself. And, you know, can you talk to me from, from a coaching standpoint? Because, you know, he loves to coach defense. And DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, this isn't the most defensive, friendly you know, team that he has, the players uh, that he has, but he's learned to adapt with this team. You know, they were pretty big underdogs going into Denver here, and, you know, they, they were able to steal game one. You know, what do you make uh, coming into game two tonight? Do you think, was it like a little bit of nerves? Is it tough when a team's playing in a playoff game for the first time, like Denver was? How do you see this uh, this playing out tonight and moving forward in this series? I think Denver will figure out how to win tonight. I mean, Pop did a nice job with Jokic and controlling them, and, and he got a game where Denver didn't shoot the ball very well. Um, I think it's a close series, and I think San Antonio has, the, of course, the experience, the, the background of, of, of the, the coaching staff and having the ability to be in these places many, many, many times. The experience factor is definitely on San Antonio's side, but for some reason I think Denver will figure it out tonight, and, and I think when another team wins another team's home court in game one, it just starts the, the chess match, the pendulum swinging back and forth bringing the human nature into the game. And I think tonight you'll see Denver respond in a very positive way. Uh, they know they can't go down 2-0, uh, giving up two, two, two road wins uh, to San Antonio would be devastating. But, you know, I think, I think in, if you evaluate the talent of the two teams, it's, it's fairly equal. And I think it's going to come down to who shoots the ball better. I think, you know, when Denver shoots the ball really well, I, think, I don't think San Antonio can handle them. But if if San Antonio can can sustain giving up no fast break points and and having a control of the three point line, they have they have a chance to win. Coach, I got to ask. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Gabe. Uh, sorry, no. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was just. I'm wondering, uh, Coach, if you could give any advice to Luke Walton here, who uh, seemed to have been fired, and then 24 hours later, he ends up with uh, with the Sacramento Kings and. 
from the outside, a lot of people looking at that organization and scratching their head and going, well, you know, you brought in a guy that, you know, had some pretty good success. And then all of a sudden, three years later, now you're firing him. And now you're bringing in a guy that was fired 24 hours earlier. It, there just doesn't seem like a lot of stability there. What advice would you have for uh, for Coach Walton? I think he should be happy. I mean, I think he had a, a situation in L.A. that, it might work its way out, but it, it's still in a little bit of basketball hell, in my opinion. You know, they got to hire a new GM or president of operations. They got to find their roles and responsibilities. They got to find free agents. They got to do a lot of things. And the one thing I know about the NBA, you can make improvement, but you can't go from middle of the road to a championship team very easily in the NBA. And you know, I, I don't want to ever ever vote against LeBron doing something special because he is a, he's one of the special players of all time. But I think Luke has kind of gotten out of basketball hell and he moved into a good situation in Sacramento. I love Sacramento as a town. I think it's one of the, the most supportive fan bases in the NBA, and they want a winner. This year's team has stimulated them. And I think Vladi is, you know, he kind of had his eye on Luke before, he hired Jaeger. He kind of wanted Luke before Jaeger. And so I think that what happened is there might have been some turmoil between, you know, some tug of wars going on in every organization. And when Luke became available, I think Vladi just hopped on it because it was the guy he wanted maybe three years ago. And now he's got him for three years later. That's amazing. Who would ever thought that we'd hear the term basketball hell when it came to the L.A. Lakers? <laughs> right now, think, it's unbelievable, isn't it, Coach, that – LeBron's there, and fast forward, here we got Magic in tears leaving. Luke Walton gone right now. It really is. It's like it's just it's like a hurricane rolled into town. Yeah, I apologize for my dog. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> you might want to put me on hold. The dogs are barking today, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> they like the Luke Walton move too. I hope this isn't uh, a. I hope it's not signed the Orlando covers tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here comes Toronto. I think, I think we're going to a break in a minute anyways. Yeah, I think we got him on hold, yeah. I didn't, I didn't mind the dogs barking. I, it, adds, it adds a little flavor to the show, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, oh. I'm ready to go. Hey, there you are, there Coach. There, no, no apologies. We love dogs. No, no apologies at all. So, listen, we've only got about a minute or so here. Uh, Toronto Raptors in a similar situation as the Nuggets tonight. Kyle Lowry couldn't hit a shot. There's some question about the fact that Kawhi Leonard only played 33 minutes of the first game. And they rested him a lot this year, Coach. Like Nick Nurse would be seen to bend over backwards for Kawhi. Then played 33 minutes. Is that enough? And, you know, what, what what's your take on the Raptors? Is it just, a, you know, they always lose the first game blip? Do you like this Raptor team this year? I thought going into the, into the playoffs, they were the most balanced team from the standpoint of being a good defensive team and a good offensive team. But I think in the same sense, um, their offense, I think, is going, to be, is going to have more difficulty scoring in the playoffs than it had in the regular season. So I don't think Orlando can win that series, but I think they can make it very difficult on Toronto. I think they, they've been playing very you know, at a very good level and a very positive level the second half of the season. So I think it's going to be a difficult series, which can be good and bad. It can, it can fatigue you. That's the bad side of it. Or you can grow up and you can learn who you are and you can become better. 
because of the experience. And I think that's going to be the situation in that series. Yeah, when it's all said and done, right? You don't need to. Um, you don't need to go sixteen and zero. You just need to get to sixteen, right, Coach? <laughs> the hardest thing about NBA basketball is winning four games. Winning four games in a playoff series. It's, it's one. You think you know you get happy and you really feel good about winning the first game, but it's a long journey. There's a lot. Of, you know, get, getting to four is very, very difficult. You know, Coach. Um, I have memories too. I think back. You know, people always talk about Michael Jordan and the Bulls. To me, the, the your Seattle team, you know, that that's the one. That was the series. That was as close as it got. And there were a couple of times I thought you guys had them. Like, man, there were some close games in that series. I always, I've always tell people if we had a healthy Nate McMillan, it would have been a, it would have been a seven game series, and I really thought we could have been the better team that time. But yeah, what if should have, what if should have, what if should have, all those things are just nightmares to remember. But it was a great run in Seattle. We had a lot of fun with that team. Uh, great, uh, great memories, uh, Coach. Uh, when it's all said and done, who do you have? Uh, who do you have in the NBA Finals this year? I got Milwaukee and Golden State, and I think it'll be a seven-game series. Wow, nice. Milwaukee. Milwaukee have been really impressive out of the gate here. Like, you know, just absolutely crushing people. Coach, it's it's great to catch up with you again. Glad you're doing well. We wish you uh, we wish you all the best. We'll be thinking of you, too, when, uh, when Coach Majerus is inducted uh, into the Hall of Fame. It's, uh, it's great to catch up with you. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Great. Have a great day, guys. Enjoy life. You, too. Bye-bye. Here's uh, Coach George Carl uh, with us. Uh, thanks, to, uh, thanks to the coach for joining us. I think it was uh, fitting what he said on the way out. Enjoy life. Amen. Uh, enjoy life. And we'll tell you something about that on the other side, uh, actually, here. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Colonel Kurtz uh, in for Cam Stewart, although uh, just for a little while uh, longer. And uh, what's the deal? Uh, you've got a soccer game to go to uh, tonight, Kurtz? My daughter has uh, soccer practice that I have to go to. Uh, so, you know, 6.30 start. Then I'm refing after that game. So it, uh, I don't know what's worse, watching soccer practice or getting yelled at for three games. Busy, busy night uh, for you tonight. i got to ask you. So have you, uh, man, it seems like you're, you're refing every, every time that the uh, – Every time the New York Islanders are playing. It is a little strange, right? Uh, I, I think there's a coincidence in that. I guess other refs at the rink don't want a ref, you know, that they're taking the, uh, this night off. Uh, I make too much money to turn it down, you know, so I, I can't turn it down. It's, just, it's too good. So yeah, You're uh, like the highest record, paid ref in the league. You're like a star ref. There, so I've been there 25 years. So, yeah, I'm the highest paid ref there. So I've what's, been there what's a long the, time. So what's the deal? You... Um, you DVR the game or whatever it's called nowadays. So you you like yes. you, you you DVR it I on your TV. Record the Island game and I re- record the Yankee game. I've got the three TVs so I can watch them both at once when I get home. It will be tough 
to avoid the Islanders score because it's a hockey rink. People are going to be talking about this, but you know, between games, if I don't go inside, I hang out on the rink, uh, there's a good chance I, uh, I'll be okay. I just got to watch when wa- teams are warming up because that's when they'll be talking about it. Once the game starts, nobody will be saying anything. If I was you, I'd just be listening to the game. Like with, I'd have a little radio out on the ice, like one one ear, you know what I mean, just so I could see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I don't get yelled at for enough things, right? They still see this device in my ear and think, uh, oh, my God, now he's not even paying attention. I once got yelled at for doing that because my wife was nine months pregnant and I had to come back, came down for a game. And my wife, she was due any minute and guys were yelling at me fat. I'm like, listen, it's just in case my wife calls. That's it. I'm not listening to anything. You want it? Here you go. You want to tell me if she calls? But I got yelled at for that, too. Imagine listening to an Islander game. Forget about it. I'll get yelled at for another <laughs> thing. I don't need to add to my aggravation. You know, uh, you know, Amir Johnson on the Philadelphia 76ers uh, the other night, he got, uh, he got nailed because he had a cell phone on the bench. He wasn't playing, so he wasn't active. So he wasn't active or anything, but he was on the bench, and he was looking at his cell phone. It turned out his daughter was sick. Well, it's a sensitive subject. He's going to tell people to screw up after the team was all pissed off that he had a phone on the bench. But uh, welcome to 2019. All right, uh, Colonel Kurtz will get us caught up to date. We'll find out about camp.